Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire. And I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. How have you been? Like I care. Our heroes have finally made it to the very edge of what was once Brian Doyle Falls, where they've discovered a large black marble memorial to the town. A scattered crowd of the bereaved look for names of loved ones and mourn privately in the shadow of a suburb-sized gelatinous cube which consumed the entire town of Brian Doyle Falls. It stands before you now, ominously, swirling with forbidden milky gelatinous acids that catch the light and shine in brilliant teals and cyans like a cruel parody of a midday sky. Not even Cordelia's goat pupils can take the entirety of this cube in. So impossible are its dimensions. After breaking away from the group to find his family's names, Bella was greeted by a mysterious stranger, who I forgot to say was completely bald. The stranger informed Bella that perhaps all was not lost, and his family may yet still live. He left Bella with a map and a note reading, Tomorrow morning, crack of dawn, you get one chance... Don't fuck this up. Guys, this is pretty heavy stuff. Mm. Seems like it's going to be pretty dangerous to plunge into the depths of a gelatinous cube. I'd understand if you all wanted to stay behind and Bello turns dramatically and takes a few steps away from the group. Make a charisma roll. <laughs> that is a 14. 14? Yeah. Distant thunder. <gasps> <laughs> Of course we're going with you. What did you find out? I don't know, but there's more to that gelatinous cube than meets the eye. It's like, maybe, I don't know, something about my family. Maybe my family itself is still in there? What, wait, what? But it, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is, there's a chance, and I have to see it through. Let's go! And I believe that the... <coughs> oh. And DeBonesby coughs out what looks to be a, a turd the size of a shoe. <laughs> you don't know where it came from because he doesn't have a visible throat slash esophagus, <laughs> but it came out of his mouth and splatters against the ground. <clears throat> Say sorry. Um, I also would like to go in because who knows, maybe it tastes like, like uh, lemon lime or <laughs> something like, it just sounds fun. I want to taste it. I want to taste the cube from the inside. Cedric, you have gotten weird and crazy. Before, you would never want to taste it, something so strange, but now you're excited by lemon lime. I just looked at it and I thought lemon lime. 
Yes, friends, this rules. Look, Bella, we're not going anywhere. We love you, pal. We're going to go to Dane. If Danger's our middle name, and then it's your middle name, too, because we're family. And then we're the family where all the kids get the same middle name. <laughs> That's a weird family. And we're a weird family, Bella. There's no need to be afraid. We've got your back and your front, and you're up and you're down. Yeah, Bella, we got your front and your back, and you're up and you're down. I knew you were going to call. I knew you were going <laughs> to emphasize that I said up and down. Rather than top and bottom, I knew it. No, Bella, that's... I... I'm sorry I ever doubted you. I, I didn't think that your family was still alive, and I'm I'm really glad that they are. We should go try and find them. Well, I don't I don't know what we're going to find. I don't know. This could all be a trap. I don't, I don't know. If there's a chance, we should. Albie's going to grab Bella's hand and say, lead the way. Okay, well... The note says, like, meet there in the morning, so... Oh. Oh. We could go, like, hang out nearby. Do you, okay. Sure. Or we could just, like, check it out. Maybe there's some place we could stay, like, around there. Like a hotel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a hotel. Or just, like, a friendly person who's like, yeah, I'll let five strangers crash. Are you trying to tell me that this fucking crew has a night to kill? Yeah, I... Sturf, I guess I am. Sturfry takes his head off, cracks his neck from side to side, moves his shoulders up and down so if you can hear the cracks in there. He uh, spins his torso around 360 degrees, does his uh, little wavy arm motion, and goes, Friends, let's get fucked up and tell each other secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yes. I want to know everyone's secrets. The dirtiest, the nastiest, please. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you mine. I killed my father. Oh, oh I'm already on top of it. I'm sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's get some secrets going. Bella, do you want to tell secrets? What? I was just thinking about my, uh, you know, my family. Sorry, what, what, what's going on? Somebody somebody killed somebody? Uh, Fred just admitted he killed his dad. <laughs> Fred, I love you. Whoa. Stifra, you're all right, man. That's <gasps> wild. We've been freeloading off your dad's money for a while now. Well, he was a, he was a very bad person. No, hey, I'm not here to judge. Uh, I've killed people, too. <laughs> hey, Fred, I hope it's not uh, too big an inconvenience that we're here in Brown Doyle Falls. Oh, I mean, of course it is, but that's life, isn't it? So long as we still get to go to hell and kiss the devil on the lips. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I got a secret here. <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah, kick it off, Bello. Let's go, man. Yeah, here, here's here's a big secret. <clears throat> when Prolapse and Goatsy were sort of, like, in control over there, found out that uh, Frederick lied to us about where we were going. Oh, that was going to be my second Bello. Not fair. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't... This is very new energy. I don't... How, do, how are we all reacting to this? <laughs> Positively. I, I, um, I think I'm a little confused about what happened behind the scenes there with Mr. DeBonesby. Ah, so as you guys talk and chat here, you're still uh, nearby the memorial. You are, be- you notice you're beginning to draw attention from people. You are a group of, remember, you're still dressed as witch hunters. Mm-hmm. So you are a group of witch hunters sort of like 
congregating uh, near the scene of uh, a tragedy and you're talking loudly. Uh, and so you've begun to attract some attention. Oh, um, Albie's gonna clock that and she's gonna say, um, uh, guys, usher me out. And she's gonna start loudly sobbing like she's mourning. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Please take me away. <laughs> come, come. Uh, away we go with you. Too much morning pleasure. And nearby, we see somebody who had been looking at you guys. Uh, he turns to his friend and says, now that's what I call normal grief. And then he turns and reads a name on the wall and goes, oh, oh no, no, no. Bello, Bello catches the eye of another like pedestrian, basically. Mm-hmm. And he looks over to them and says, excuse me. You're excused. Tell me, did this cube destroy the green parrot? Oh, yes, it did. I'm oh. so sorry. Had you not been by? No. Yes, the green parrot was destroyed, lost inside of the cube. They all were. The Thrifty Piggy, the Overserved Friar, Widower Gimmicks, Don't Tell Little Papa, Kronos Cafe, Don't Tell Regular Papa, Penny Pinchers, Till Death Do Us Drink, and even Blitzkrieg Hops. They're all gone. The entire, the exact outline, the exact borders of Brian Doyle Falls, everything inside is gone. Everything outside of Brian Doyle Falls nearby is still there and still remains. Oh, so that means that Timmy's Outskirts Sports Bar is still there. Yes, Timmy's Outskirts Sports Bar is still there. Oh, thank you. Of course. Uh, Finally, a place indoors to mourn. Of course, I understand. Outdoor mourning is the worst. It is. It's too public. Give me a roof and four walls and I'm crying. Give me the sky and I am not. Mm. <laughs> so you see my friend here is at odds with nature. We must we must get her inside. Sure thing. Anyway, my name was Eyeballs Scotson. <laughs> that rings a bell with Bello and he thinks about it, but then he, he, he lets it go. And then he takes off his sunglasses and he says, I'm named for what I don't have. It's completely smooth under there. Not a single Scots. <laughs> oh, that's... I want that name. I want that name. That sounds good. I'm going to think about it. It's his name. I want it. Okay. Well, thank you. You're you're very welcome. Bello makes, makes his way to the sports bar. So you're going to be following this map. You have a map that sort of does lead you into this general uh, mm-hmm. direction. And as you move through the outskirts of town, you are not in Brian Doyle Falls, but you grew up in this area. You are nearby. You have been to a lot of these locations before. This is not far from where you grew up. Yeah. And Brian Doyle Falls itself is not an especially big t- It's a suburb, but it's not an especially large, sprawling suburb by any means. You're mm-hmm. familiar with the surrounding areas. So you know where you're going and you're able to follow the map. Very quickly, you make it to Timmy's sports bar. And what you see is a sports bar. It is a typical bar. It's got the hanging uh, wooden sign, large barn doors to let people in and out. And uh, on there are there are small uh, there are kenku chains to the wall inside up above the uh, where everyone can look and each of the kenku is quietly describing a sport. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been in here 
with my dad a couple times, but like, you know, I, when I was a kid, I never like drank or anything in here before, so. Bello, seeing this, I feel like I finally understand you. <laughs> like, this is so you. Bello, can I get you something to drink? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll have, um, a beer. Okay, you got it. Uh, make make that two, Albie. Make that two, Albie. Uh, two, okay, one for stir fry. Um, I was, okay, focusing on Bello, but anyone else want a drink? Oh, if you're offering, I'll have a beer. Okay, so three beers. Make it a pitcher, or five. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll go get a five pitchers. <laughs> okay, uh, and Albie heads off to the bar. Bello sort of, like, talks under his breath to Stir Fry, and he says, Stir, um, what, I'm, I'm in kind of a tough bind here because I'm still kind of mad at Bonesby, but he's become immediately more likable to me. Yeah. Um, as someone who has borne his fair share of Bonesby cruelties, um, I think holding on to that anger is just not going to get you anywhere. And we're here, and honestly, we're all here for you. And the new Bonesby rules, so don't, 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 wash him over with negativity. He's fine now. You just got to accept when someone's fun, they're fun. All right. Hey, if if you feel that anger, you how about you pop, how about you pop a, how about you pop my arm off or something, you know, get get that anger out, you know. Use me, yes, yes, yes. Use me for your anger, you know, you know let the boys be go. Use me, <laughs> you know, because um, my head can fall off and all the stuff that happens. And you can use me if you need to, so, yes. <laughs> hey, man, that, that really means a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's really nice of you to say. No problem, no problem dude. Honestly, and Stir Fry sort of, um, Stir Fry looks up at him and sort of relaxes his shoulder a little bit. And goes, we all love you. We're here for you, man. It's going to be a hard time, but we can get through it together. Tim, a nearby bar patron covered in scars makes eye contact with Stir Fry and gives him a knowing nod. <laughs> Excuse me, I'd like to make a new friend. <laughs> uh, oh. uh. He raises a beer and says, to pain. Uh, now, at the bar, um, a large uh, shirtless man uh, with a... Uh, it, it's the opposite of male pattern baldness. Everywhere that a man loses the hair, he's growing the hair there. Uh, but otherwise, it's gone. He uh, he leans forward and says, What can I get for you? Elby uh, is looking directly at his hairline. I would like... I see but... you've noticed my hairline. Oh! My name is Big Britches. Hello. Um, Hello. My name is Tabitha. Tabitha. That's a yeah. fine name. Thank you. Um, can I please get five pitchers of beer? Of course. But wouldn't you like to know why I'm named Big Britches? Yeah. Very uncommon answer. And he points down uh, <laughs> below the bar. And if you peer over, you can see enormous britches that just like billow out. Oh, um, well, okay, so did that, were you born with those? I was named as a baby for how I dress now. I can't make it any clearer. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you said five pitchers of beer? Please. <laughs> and you're not in high school, are you? Uh, no, 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 I'm very flattered. And then Alba kind of wrinkles her nose because she has no idea why she would be flattered by that. 
It was not meant as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Because it was also not meant as an insult. It is the most neutral thing I've ever said. Anyway, here are your five pictures. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, Big Britches. You're very welcome. I have been Big Britches. Thank you. You can put it on my tab. If, uh... <laughs> okay, goodbye. Now that... Oh, well, goodbye. And then privately to himself, he says, because of the name. Uh, Albie uh, carefully maneuvers through the crowd at the bar to bring her pictures to her friends. Yeah, one of the guys in there is a pig. Just a pig, standing as a man. <laughs> oh, wow. Very intelligent. Not this one. Hey, beers! We found a booth. We're all, we're all tucked into a big booth. Yeah, you got a big booth. Um, you just barely fit. It's a big booth, but, you know, it's like a corner booth. It evokes the memory of, like, you know, the cast is hanging out after the play. You know, it is, you guys are all there. It's very loud in this bar. There's sawdust and peanut shells on the ground. And, uh, you know, if you choose to listen in, there are all along the walls. Ken Coos are chained to the walls, talking quietly about different sports. Uh, Stir Fry is, is blinking heavily, and his eyes are getting red. And he's going, yeah, he just said, he just said that, like, nice to know another guy who's into pain. I'm like, I'm not into pain. I just, like, I was talking to a friend. It, it, was, it was so weird. There's so many weird people in bars. He keeps blinking very heavily. Are your eyes okay? Ah, uh, they're sort of itchy. They're, it, they're a bit, they're a bit itchy. They're a bit, it's irritated. How do you define pain? I should talk, about, talk to that guy again, because the levels of pain are hard to define. It's, they're itchy. They're irritated. Do they, do they look different? He opens his eyes wide. You're a little bloodshot. Yeah, they look uh, inflamed. Inflamed. Do you think it's because you keep taking them out of your head and putting them in your dirty pockets and stuff? Rolling them around <laughs> on the floor. Can't be that. No. Branson, may I make a medicine check? Yes, you may. Natural 20. Whoa! Natural 20? Natural 20. Welcome to camp. First of the campaign. <laughs> The medical definition, like the word and the medical definition, all of it just like lays it like a book opens in your mind and uh, the camera zooms right in on pink eye. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this is what takes us out. (laughs) (laughs) The pink eye community. (laughs) Frederick turns to Stirfry and says, Stirfry, you have pink eye. And then Frederick removes his skull and dunks it cleanly into one of the pitchers of beer. <laughs> Badass! Where he, he lets it rest, and you see a little green goblin tongue that was never there before slurp out from his mouth and start laughing at the beer from the inside. Wow. Do we think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Pink eye? It sounds bad, but cute. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like it's gotta be bad. <laughs> no, I of mean, course. I mean... I think what Albie is talking about is DeBones be getting drunk. We've never seen that before. Oh. No, I mean, I mean, what I'm talking about is it seems like he and the goblins kind of merged. I mean, he merged with goblins before. Like, he was fine after the Shish Kebab Express, right? Yeah, I guess he was fine. I mean, I am worried about the pink eye, though. I think that's something to consider. Yeah, no, this doesn't feel good. And what's worse is that the knowledge that, like, there are negative consequences to having fun is what sucks here. 
<laughs> no! Because it's been really fun to take off the eyes. It's been really fun to do that. What if I just honestly, like, alcohol might help disinfect. Maybe just dunk those peepers in a pitcher. Yeah. Oh gosh, but not okay. But that's your pitcher. But, like, Keep use track your of own your pitcher. Yeah. pitcher okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, we all have our own pitchers? Yes. Stir Fry grabs a pitcher, brings it over, and he sort of thrusts his head forward and letting the eyes plop out into the beer. I'll be, uh, I'll be just kind of looks at Cordelia and it's like, there's a lot of yeast in beer, isn't there? Uh, uh, Cordelia picks up the pitcher and it looks like a normal cup and she drinks it and it is appropriate. Oh, fun. <laughs> fun, Andre the Giant sight gag. <laughs> Yay! Can you guys see it? Picture it, listener. Yeah, audience, you got to roll to whether you like that or not. And there's, it's impossible to, to, whatever, you liked it. <laughs> as you are, as you are toasting and drinking, a human man approaches your table. He has thinning black hair slicked all the way back and he wears a long leather jacket. He clears his throat and says, I'm sorry, but, uh, I noticed that two of you were dead. Is, am I correct? I'll be staring at his hairline. It's a, it's just thinning. It is thinning in the normal fashion that, that hair thins. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it slicked back. He says, am, am I out of line here? Are, are these two living? They look dead to me. Uh, which two do you mean? I mean the skeleton and yeah. the, the bird who ripped his head off and drowned himself. Oh. Mm. Oh, no, they're... um. Yeah, we've been on sort of like a classified mission, and uh, that involves some some charms, some enchantments to sort of like hide our appearance. I understand. Yeah, they're still we're waiting for them to wear off. The operation wrapped up, but we're just waiting for them to wear off. Of course, of course. And I, I thank yeah. you all for your service. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt or anything like that. I guess I should tell you, I'm what's known as a tragedy fetishist. <laughs> Wow. Go on. The sadder it is, the more engorged I become. Oh. Well, um. Why are you hanging out here? Yeah. (laughs) Well, bars tend to attract the tragic. Oh, I was wondering if it had anything to do with the cube that destroyed the town. It does. Yes, that's why I'm in town. I thought you meant tonight. No, I'm here at a bar because I thought there would be some tragedy here. But, well, tomorrow I'm not supposed to talk about this. And... I won't. You're witch hunters. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Good wait, night. Would, oh, wait. Uh, would you like a beer? Yeah. Would you? Um, do you want some beer? No, no, no. I'm I'm sober. Oh, congrats. Uh, thank you. I know it's difficult to riff with that information. <laughs> <laughs> Would, wouldn't have dreamed of it. Um, Can I get you a ginger ale? Uh, yes, that's fine. Thank you. Bello quickly goes up to the bar, gets him a ginger ale, brings it back, hands it to him. Okay, great. By the time you're back, you hear, my name is Big Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I've been kind of sad lately. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, my my whole family actually got uh, destroyed, you uh. know, eaten by the cube. Uh. Wait, Branson, can you, is he getting engorged? in the way that's expected or is he getting engorged generally oh that's just just generally he's just like <laughs> loving this so he's i understand what you're saying no there's no visible change to him <laughs> we can just assume he's taking pleasure okay yeah i could tell you more of the details of my tragic loss if no that's plenty i'm i 
I, I've gotten enough. Thank you. Oh, never. Oh, okay. although I'm a tragedy fetishist, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. You mentioned something about tomorrow. Yes. What's happening tomorrow? Well, I'm, look, I shouldn't say anymore. Well, you know, we're all doing what we what we love to do after a mission, which is tell each other secrets. So yeah, we're not, we're telling secrets. This is entrapment, and I know my rights. And no, thank you. Mm. Wow. Shoot. Well, it's it's only entrapment if you're incriminating yourself. Which I would be, so I have to go. Well, well why would you come up to a bunch of witch hunters <laughs> and tell us that you're doing something illegal tomorrow? Now I feel he like... grabs you by the lapels of your jacket. He goes, you don't ah! know what it's like. You don't know what it's like being a tragedy fetishist. It overpowers all rational thought. What if I do? Do you? Yeah. What if I think uh, it's fucking hot? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, uh, <laughs> Cordelia boy, looks uh, at Bello. Bello makes hard eye contact with Cordelia. <laughs> I'm the dog who caught the cart here. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. What, okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going inside the cube. I want to get, I want to, I want to get, the, you know, the ultimate pleasure. Oh, yeah. It's just going to, you're just going to, we're just going to go in there and see all the bad stuff that happened and just get our rocks off. Yeah. Yeah. Marry me. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Cordelia stands up. Whoa. <laughs> Look how tall she is. I am. That's neither tragic nor not. She sits down. Well. <laughs> so is that, and you're saying, and I know this, but I just want you to fess up here because it's tragic how much you want to do this thing that's illegal. Is it illegal? To go in? Yeah. You tell me. I was, that's why I was being coy because you're witch hunters. If you don't know if it's illegal or if it's not illegal, okay, fine. Yes, I'm going into the cube tomorrow. I'm taking a tour. A tour? With a witch? I mean, like, it that's what matters. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not going with a witch or anything. I, I'm going with a guide. Okay. Well, that's not, you know, we don't, then we are, that's not our jurisdiction. Incredible. Okay, yes. Yeah. Do you love me? I love you. Sure. Yes. I do. I do. I've never found someone who also is aroused by bad things happening to other people, but is still a good person. It's true. It's a difficult, it's a difficult road to walk, but I walk it. Oh, and you're not alone. Um, maybe we could go on the tour, you know, with you. Yes, please. You're all welcome. Please come with me tomorrow. Do you know the name of your guide? Yes, I do. Do you, uh, 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 wait a second. Yeah. This is this is a trap, isn't it? This is a trick. You want me to No, we're we're on vacay, dude. I'll tell you tomorrow. If I see you tomorrow, then yes, I'll tell you. Okay. You're gonna make me wait? I oh god, uh, I don't Oh, oh yes. I have to wait, it's gonna be so tragic. Uh well then good. Wait, then okay, no, oh wait, no, now there's no, no conflict. No. Yes, I am going to make you wait. Absolutely. <laughs> that worked out good for me. Albie just <clears throat> glumly plunks down at the table and takes a drink of beer. Another win for Pelvis Futures. <laughs> oh. oh, but uh, doesn't my partner here love delayed gratification? Wouldn't that make you really happy to be satisfied later? Oh, boy. Well, now you've stumbled into the the ultimate dilemma of all tragedy fetishists. Yes. And so, you know, and I have to just live in the real world. I can't live in the world of theory. Uh-huh. And so, yes, the delayed gratification will be good, but it's, it's, it's not like I hate good things. Okay, so let's say that we see you tomorrow. Where would we see you, well, you know? 
Like, whereabouts? Well, I, I mean, I followed the instructions on my map, and they lead to the sepia-toned house. <gasps> Bello realizes that this is the same location on his note. Uh, Albie just kind of squeezes his hand stealthily. <laughs> Stir-fry uh, is wiping everything off his face as he's coming back to. Hey, sorry, everyone, I checked out for a second. Uh, turns out my eyes, which I love, still bring me pain. But I've got good news. I thought of the secret I want to share. I own property. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sweet. Where? What do you what do you own? You own a house? I own an apartment in Pierce Harbor. Oh, cool, dude. That's my secret. Oh, hey, friend. Do you have a secret? Yes. I'm a tragedy fetishist, but as of now, I I have to go. And he looks directly at Albie and says, I'll see you tomorrow morning. And if not... Well, that works out great for me. I can't wait, but I have to. And that makes you feel amazing. Yeah, wow. It's okay. It sounds like it's maybe your first day of being a tragedy fetishist, but all are welcome. Okay. And he runs off going, ah, go. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I, I really jumped into that with both feet. I'm sorry. No, it was good. That was, you know, you had to, that's what you had to do to convince that guy to, let us know what was going on. So, there's someone giving tours? That feels a little messed up. Is that what that person said to you, Bello? No, he was m- more cagey about it. But I guess that's basically what he was offering. It didn't seem so much like a tour as, like, a secret way in for, like, a group of, you know, badasses to be led by a yeah. intrepid guide yeah. into the heart of danger Ooh. and... and uh, Mystery. Whoa. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, yes. And that's fucking us right now. Like, badass is, like, not fucking scared of danger or anything right now. That's fucking us right now. You know, like, that's, you so that's like perfect. You are oozing a little bit. Oozing? Yeah, there's some ooze. Oozing? I have my... Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Oozing. A badass is... Badass is ooze. Badass is ooze. Badass is... And we flash forward in time. Two hours, three hours, four hours. We're getting into the wee small hours of the morning now. And we're seeing just brief, quick little snapshots of the group as they enjoy this night out on the town. What are they doing? What are they doing? Albie's playing a game of table-wide mumbly peg, just jabbing a, a knife expertly between everyone's fingers at the table. Yeah, you come up to the end of the table and there's a guy, he puts his hands out, no fingers, and he looks at you and he smiles. Too many teeth. <laughs> Bello and Stirfry are listening to a Kanku describe a sporting event, and they're like, they're like waiting with like, you know, crazy anticipation. They're like, they're they're hanging on every, this Kanku's every word, and then the Kanku yells out, "Go!" And Bello and Stirfry just jump up and cheer, and they they chest bump. A guy nearby you who is, uh, he's conspicuously painted in strange colors. He looks at you and he, he shakes his fist. Stir-fry points at the guy and goes, Told you, you fucker, come on! Ah, I hate you, but these rivalries make it fun. I love you! I love you too, man. Without this fun competition, how else will we connect with strangers? Bello is making out with Albie. <laughs> Yo! What else? Uh, Cordelia is chugging a pitcher, and she has her eyes closed, and she's just hitting bullseye after bullseye and darts, and people around her are exchanging money and yelling as if it's the stock exchange. 
Yeah, people, they're just, it's absolutely, it's pandemonium. People are just punching each other. People are buying and selling bets. Yes. <laughs> people are buying and selling yeah. beers, too. Just yeah. moving them around the crowd. One guy, uh, he looks to his friend and says, Now I've seen everything! And he stabs himself in the forehead. Stirfry is standing behind Cordelia and then giving her, starting with his beak, body part after body part with which she can throw at the dartboard. Hell yeah, she's just chucking him in a bullseye. Yeah, and he's like recreated on the dartboard, but he, it's like a cubism like uh, version of Stirfry. Spinning. <laughs> Frederick has uh, reattached his head to his body and he has cast Alter Self to try to make himself look like a blue tiefling. But it's like a weird child's version of like a terrible Play-Doh version of what he thinks is a handsome blue tiefling. And he's, he's walking around the bar going like, hey, give me a kiss, everybody. This is such a good prank. <laughs> a drunk at the bar who's like slumped over, he like wakes up, rubs his eyes and looks at you and goes, and then take looks at his beer and throws it behind him and says, waiter, one water? <laughs> Cordelia is bench pressing big britches. Wow. Unbelievable. His, uh, unfortunately, the viewer cannot see you because his bridge is just draped down and you're you're like in a tent. Yeah. Bello is trying to cast healing magic on Stir Fry's two eyeballs and it's it's just not having the effect he wants it to. It'll, it'll heal up for a moment and then the, the pink will return. He hands them back to Stir Fry and sort of shakes his head like, uh, Stir Fry starts crying and sort of uh, stands at the bar. He's had too much to drink and is now getting a little emotional. All five of us are coyote uglying on the bar. Yes! I was gonna say that! <laughs> yeah. Alvy and Cordelia are just like grinding. Sweet home, Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> And we flash forward even further now, uh, and it's last call, and everyone, uh, Big Britches is just sort of like scooting everyone out with a broom now. (laughs) Goodbye! Love you guys! Britches, Britches, you gotta send in that med school application. Do it! Believe in yourself. I will. Above all, I wish to heal. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna. Starfrey, your toes are still on the dartboard. Oh, right, sorry, okay, I'm coming, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting my tears back. Okay. I'm getting my tears back. Thank you, bitches, thank you, bitches, thank you. Big Britches is my name. Yeah, thank you. Can we sleep on the stoop, Mr. Britches? No. No, come on, come on, stir fry, she picks him up. Oh, yeah, I'm flying. (laughs) I can fly. Uh, Where are we sleeping, friends? We sleep in the big bed together. Let's all sleep in a big bed I would bed love together. to sleep in a big bed together. <laughs> You're a freak, Albie. Uh, Stirfry grabs Albie's face and looks at her straight in the eye. You're, Albie does the same to Stirfry. <laughs> I love you. You're a freak. You don't know how much of a freak you are, but you are a freak. It's I your good. Your, you start p- patting her cheek. You're so good. You're such a good one. You're such a good You're such a good one. Yeah. Just be quiet. Just be quiet and be in the moment right now. Yeah, you tell me to be in the mood. Yeah, you're too. 
Should we go to the sepia-toned house? Yeah! Yes! Bello is famously high tolerance from his time in college. So he's a little less drunk than everybody else. Yes, Bello. Yes. I think it's like I think it's like this way. Yeah, we'll follow you to sepia house and literally to hell. Okay? Yeah. Gee, I follow you in the dark. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Love of mine. And we cut forward about ten, maybe fifteen minutes. You pass by a recently abandoned witch hunter camp. The sight of which is enough to briefly sober you up just a few degrees. This camp wasn't nearly as large as the one in Otter Squirt, probably less than a hundred witch hunters strong, but it was every bit as invasive. Trees with lovers' initials carved into them have been uprooted and overturned, and the mud pulled up from the tent stakes hasn't even dried yet. Carriage tracks and telltale boot prints and hoof prints lead east towards Philadelphia. From the distance between prints, it looks like this place was abandoned in a hurry. Tents are left half-struck and barrels are overturned, not even emptied of supplies. A witch hunter flag waves defiantly at half-mast over a fading, crackling white circular glyph on the ground. From the scattered detritus of splintered wagon wood and severed, blood-soaked horse ankles, you get the distinct impression that this glyph was deactivated mid-summoning. You move quickly from the abandoned camp and there it is again the gelatinous cube. It's the exact dimensions of an entire suburb, difficult to even comprehend the sheer mass of it. It stretches upward so far you'd have to lay down in sunlight and squint to even hope to see the top of it. But in the twilight, it simply vanishes up into the night sky, intermingling with its own iridescent and warped reflection of the stars. Its sweaty, viscous teal exterior pulsates slowly and ominously, lit faintly and strangely from within. If you didn't know better, you'd say it was alive. It almost appears to be breathing, slowly, tectonically, moving at the Earth's own pace. You can see the world reflected out faintly on its strange, funhouse mirror-like exterior. Beyond that, you can just make out the inside of the cube a few feet. Veins of strange, glowing slime and liquid metallic glitter move its sinister and internally consistent anti-math patterns. And off a hundred yards or so, you can see a completely sepia-toned McMansion dwarfed by the sheer wall of oozing gelatinous teal slime. It's obscured by dense, well-maintained tree cover, but you can still see from context that about half of it is inside the cube and half of it is outside. Obviously, the inside portion is impossible to see, but the outside portion welcomes you with one of those really nice driveways with the lights in it. And just to circle back on the sepia tone thing, you maybe thought I meant, oh, the house is sort of golden beige or whatever. No, I meant the house is literally sepia-toned. That includes the front yard and the trees and the driveway and everybody inside. Just another insane detail from that freaky DM we know and love. I speak, of course, of Branson Reese. (laughs) It's just a shame because 
I used to know passing this house always meant we were getting really close to my favorite pizza place, but <gasps> now it's inside the cube. Why did you say pizza? Why did you say pizza? There's no pizza now. Because I really wanted pizza right now. Straight right. She shakes him. Can you make me pizza? I don't have ingredients. What? I don't have ingredients. Okay. The front door of the of the sepia tone house swings open and a, uh, a dark sepia shadowy figure from inside says, uh, you're being extremely loud. Come in or don't. Yeah. <laughs> shush, guys, shush. Oh. Remember we're wish hunters, okay? Mm. Just everyone mm. acts mm. like an asshole, but quiet, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like a wish hunter. Yeah, like we should, we want them to like us. Yeah, this, we gotta be the most likable professional witch hunters we can be, okay? And this is about okay. uh, this is about Bello. And she puts her arms around. This is about Bello. It's, it's about Bello. Thank you for letting us into your home. Sorry about the law. We love it. Sorry about that, though. And as you walk forward and as you enter the lawn and the space of this house, as soon as you set foot on the property, you too are sepia-toned. There is no change. You feel no change physically. You just are sepia-toned. And this happens to all of you. Ugh. And it's it's completely, you're also drunk enough. You you feel nothing. You just are moving forward and everyone's sepia. And uh, you move forward into the house. Bello, this is new. The house was always sepia painted. But this yeah. like thing with like the lawn and the landscape and you guys entering the space like this and turning sepia, that has not happened before. This is a new change. Yeah, I think town, town has really changed. Uh, I've never been to the same town twice. That's my secret. Wow. Oh, that's a really good one. That's a good... Hey, guys, hold on one second. And Bello's going to call up some vacation energy and try and cast the diet starts when the vacation ends to try and sober everyone up a little. Okay, Bello. Mm-hmm. You go to cast the vacation starts when the diet ends, and as soon as you do, you feel the, the vacation energy and magic spill out of your fingers much more than you were anticipating. You were, uh, you know, you were trying to just heal everybody and sober everybody up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a little bit, and it, it, it shoots forward like a bolt out of your hands, all hitting stir fry right in the chest. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> ah. Does it hurt or does it heal? It feels incredible. It feels extremely relaxing, but it is locally, uh, it is just your, it's like a just little bit of CBD just on the body. Like it's a topical, it, your head still hurts, your eyes still itch, but your torso feels extremely relaxed. It's like you got just that part of your body massaged. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, 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 wow. Thank you, Bello. Wow. Is that what you meant? Oh yeah, I, I meant to do that to everybody. Sorry, but uh, hope that hope that helps, stir fry. Oh, am I, am I still drunk? Yes, you're still drunk, but your body, uh, your torso, just feels extremely loose and relaxed. I mean, it feels good. That's what's up, dude. I mean, it feels good. Is that what you want to do? The door closes behind you. You're all inside uh, the sepia tone house now. Now this is an uh, you know this is a this is nice. This is maybe even better than upper middle class. Like this is a real. These people vacation to Rome. You know, like this is a nice home. There's a recently, it's all, you can tell through the sepia that the kitchen is all that sort of like white subway tile. Mm -hmm. You know, the big, big comfy couch out in the living room. Everything looks like it was recently renovated and a big staircase uh, leading upstairs. And the woman who closed the door behind you seemed to be an older woman. She's human. And she says, all right, all right. It's, it's, we get travelers all the time upstairs with you. The couch though is a nice... <clears throat> it's a nice couch that you have here. Is it that bad? Is it? Are we a 
crash on the couch level? No, I just wanted to know where you guys this couch. We would like to, <clears throat> We would, what my friend wants to say is that we would like your one big bed, please. There's the big couch down. You know what I'm going to do? I don't trust y'all with the stairs right now. Let's just toss y'all on the big couch. It's a big, it's one of the L-curve couches, space for oh, all. Yeah. And I'm going to put some curtains up. A sectional. A sectional, yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Does Bello recognize this woman? No, you don't recognize this woman. Mm. And she's sepia, too? She's sepia, too. Everyone in here is sepia, including you. Okay. Albie uh, is going to, like, clumsily get onto the couch and then, like, pat the two spaces around her. Cordelia is still holding stir fry, but she takes up residence on one of the padded spots next to Albie. Can I sleep in your arms? Bello sits on the other padded spot, but he's not, like, getting too cozy. All right, what's the plan? Wait, she, like, looks at the Bonesby and, like, uh, you know, does, like, a come here finger at him. Yes, what is it, Albie? I think we're all going to go. Uh, wait, we shouldn't use we shouldn't use our real names, okay? Oh, yeah. I'm Tabitha here. Oh, excellent. I'll be eyeballs. Okay, good. <laughs> you should sit down. I'll be Frankie. Okay, Frankie. Does that, Do we all need names or does somebody just need you just We need should all... Name? We should all have him. You're Frankie. Yeah. Your eyeballs. I'm Tabitha. I'll be Belbo. Belbo. <laughs> and what is your name? She's looking at Stir Fry. What is your name? I'm Groundhog. Groundhog? I'm Groundhog. Frankie. Eyeballs. Belbo. Tabitha. We God. we got it. Okay. Belbo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What's the plan? Oh. What's the plan? The plan is we all sleep this off, and then in the morning, we meet this guide and we get in the cube. Oh, yeah. You got it. Now, do you think that we're going to be able to, like, peel off and do whatever we need to do? Or do you think we're going to be stuck with a bunch of fucking nobodies and that guy who was wanted me to marry him because he's a freak? I have no idea, but we're gonna have to peel off no matter what. If you, if we, if you know, it's like not getting us where we need to go. I need answers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, and I'm here for it. And I want to make sure you get your answers. And also, let's see if there's popcorn in the kitchen. Everybody, right now, I need you to make a Constitution roll. Okay. <laughs> seventeen. Okay. Also seventeen. Nine. Fourteen. Six. Okay, Cordelia, Bello, and Stir Fry, it, you've... Look, Bello, I know you're you're a bit of a tank, but still, you guys have had a lot to drink. It's late. You pass out. Albie and Frederick, your friends have all started... They've fallen asleep on the couch, and it is just the two of you awake right now and drunk as hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at these angels. <laughs> Did you know that when we sleep... In dream, we go to a different dimension. A new one every night. They are all in their own little worlds. Okay, so which one are you right now? Which one of you is I'm talking to right now? Which one of which of the, the guys, the three guys in your body? Tabitha, wink, wink. I, Hi, balls. I have to tell you. I'm simply enjoying being three merged people right now. You may still know me as Frederick, but also I'm two little booger babies, <laughs> known as <laughs> Prolapse and Goatsy. 
Our memories are combining. I am merging ever more together, minute by minute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. You like I that? I love it. I'm I feel like every moment they're the goblins seep into me. I seep into them. We learn more. We become more. We are more real. We are more alive than ever. You did it. You did it. You did it. You're three as one. That's what I've been saying this whole time. See, you have to tell. <laughs> not right now. Not right now because it's not the time. But when we're out of here, you got to tell Bello and Cordelia how good you feel. Because all I've been saying is that three people together is a good thing. And I feel like like it's not the time, but I want them to get there. Oh, yes. I absolutely agree with you. Because something that's making me feel so wonderful right now is I'm remembering how many mommies I had when I was a little goblin babies. You had mommies. Oh, so many mommies. Wow. I miss And Frederick... Mom. Did not have one. Well, he did, presumably, but she wasn't around. Wait, 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 shush, wait. And he does shush as you both fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, drunkenly falling asleep on the big couch of someone you barely know, or as I call it, 2001 to 2017. (laughs) Those were the days. Or the nights! They were bad nights. You wake up at 3.30, you're sweating, you're very, very hot. Or you wake up at dawn because there's just a laser of sunlight coming through the uncurtained window directly on your face. Oh, we love a hot couch. Folks, it's me, Producer Taylor. Ah, God, it's been so long. Did you forget me? I didn't forget you. I Every crease, every wrinkle, every hole in your face. I know, like the, 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 the back of the door in my bathroom. It's so good to be talking to you again. Oh, what a summer we're having, huh? Isn't it great? Well, if it's not, at least we're all together. Uh, and and uh, guess what? <clears throat> we got another visit from one of my favorite sponsors. We're talking Backblaze. Now, if, if, if it's been a while since you heard the last few episodes, let me remind you that Backblaze is all about unlimited cloud computer backups for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. I know what you're thinking, Taylor, this sounds like a boring. No, 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 because your whole life is on that computer, my friend. And let me tell you from someone who's been there, your shit needs to be backed up seriously. And Backblaze can do it all. Unlimited, unlimited amount of space for only $7 a month. Docs, music, photos, videos. I ain't got to tell you what's on your own computer, folks. You access it from anywhere in the world. And what happens if you can't access the internet? They will mail you a hard drive with all of your stuff on it. It's $7 a month, and for $2 or more, you get a year of backups. So if you delete something, you can just get it right back. Even if you did it a year ago. It's a wild deal, but... I know what you're thinking. Is it easy to use? Will I actually enjoy using it? Well, great news. You can test that out for yourself because they have a free trial at backblaze.com slash rude tales. A free trial. And get this. You don't need your credit card for the free trial. It's not a trick. They're not trying to trick you to make you forget that you put your credit card in. And it's like six months later, you're like, what is this? $7 a month? No, 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 no. You don't have to put your credit card in for the trial. That's how confident they are that once you try it, you'll go over to Backblaze. For the love of God, make one dis- one responsible decision in your life and make sure your stuff is protected. Backblaze.com slash rude 
a Tales. Backblaze.com slash Tales. And now let me introduce a new sponsor to the show. Baby, we're talking NordVPN. All right, now, if you know what a VPN is, just hold on a second. If you don't know what a VPN is, imagine like a privacy screen for your entire usage of the internet. Uh, a VPN makes it possible for you to be on the internet without your ISP or the government or whatever websites you're using know who you are or where you're coming from. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably one of the most important uh, uh, tools you can have for online privacy, anonymity, agency and retaining all your data and maintaining uh, control over what you do on the internet. Uh, I'll tell you this too, NordVPN is the best out of all of them. I've been using NordVPN for years. It's one of the first things I install on any new computer or phone. I love it. And the things I love about it are this. Uh, it is extremely fast. A lot of other VPNs will take you all over the world and it slows you way down. You can't, it's pointless because you can't use anything. Uh, Nord is fast. Also, and this is a big one, it's easy. Anytime you go in and turning off or turning on your VPN, you, you're not there for the thing. You're there to get to somewhere else. You want to move through it fast, and it's got to be easy and make sense visually immediately when you open it. And NordVPN is so smooth, easy to use, and great looking. It's not even a speed bump when you're using the internet. I, that's one of the main reasons I love it. It's extremely easy to just click on and use, and it's in the background, and it doesn't bother you or slow you down in any way. Also, so many other VPNs, it turns out they're untrustworthy. They're logging your data, they're selling it. You can find all these news articles and stories all the time about this happening. Not so with Nord. Uh, Nord is the real deal, and it is completely worth uh, your attention and your money. Uh, Nord also encrypts all their traffic. Uh, so, you know... Come on, folks, it doesn't get any better than that. If you don't use a VPN, or if you're using a VPN that you're not really crazy about, I urge thee to get yourself to nordvpn.com. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash rude tales, where you can try it for 30 days. If you don't like it, get your money back. Easy peasy. Uh, I don't think you got to worry about that because I think you will like it. And if you don't, like I said, if you don't use a VPN, you should be considering that, my friend. nordvpn.com slash Rootets. And now let's bring on old friend, a standby, a classic, <laughs> at this point, a Rootets standard. Folks, we're talking Sonic Realms. If you're looking for a new actual play podcast to binge, check out Sonic Realms. Sonic Realms goes further than any other podcast, giving role-playing games the cinematic treatment that we've craved. I crave it. I need it so bad. Doctors hate me. Ah, See, Sonic Realms doesn't just edit down table play. They transform tabletop actual plays into immersive movie-like experiences using real spontaneous dialogue and then re-recorded by professional-level voice actors with sound design, editing, all that stuff that, of course, you as fans of Rootel's of Magic know and, dare I say, love. <laughs> Even, <laughs> no, I'm going too far. Appreciate? No, stop me. <laughs> I'm fresh. You know you've been playing for hours and hours at the table with your friend, and you're thinking, God, I want to get through this tedious stuff and just get to the action. That's what Sonic Realms is for. Sonic Realms propels you through time, through all that tedium, by editing and distilling hours of actual play into these dramatic, uh, heavily produced, uh, reenacted uh, uh, tabletop role-playing game combat scenes and, and dialogue and everything. Look, look, instead of me explaining it, why don't we just play you some? Here's a Sonic Realms treatment of multiple combat turns uh, played out in just 30 seconds, and behind every decision, every gunshot, every, every event... 
somewhere back behind there is a roll of those dice. Let's give it a listen. Sonic Realms. He raises his pistol and fires at Draeger, who instinctively ducks and sidesteps. The bullet sails harmlessly past Draeger into the night. I just take a couple steps forward with my Ruger and shoot at him again. Jet, Kurt, and Draeger all advance and fire their weapons at Taz, who is now half-naked with tattered leather and denim falling from his muscular body. He holds his newly revealed cyber arm up to protect his head. Sonic Realms. That is Sonic Realms, available wherever you get your podcasts. NordVPN, Backplay Sonic Realms. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Couldn't do it without you, gang. All right, speaking of sponsoring the show, the show, what's going on? Everyone's asleep on the couch. I'm sure everything's fine. And just like that, you're all awoken. But it is not the dawn. It is not daylight that awoke you. What has awoken you is you are covered in uh, in something, it's hot. It's you're overheating rapidly. Uh, the texture of it is nice. It's comfortable, but it, there's there are too many of them. Something is on you. It, it's completely dark. You can't see. It's it's knocking the the drink right out of your your fucking bloodstream. Uh, your feel it, it's it's waking you up and sobering you quickly. <laughs> Albie is like feeling around. Like she's grabbing what she feels on her. What is what does she feel with her hands? Uh, you feel it, it's soft, it's cotton. It's not, there's not too much fabric there, but it's uh, what you can feel. Actually, if you make a perception roll mm, uh, mm-hmm. with advantage, I, I think, because there's so many of them, how could you miss it? We got a 22 and a... Okay, well, you don't need a second. <laughs> <laughs> Albie, okay, you're feeling around and you can feel the te- this texture is, it's familiar. It's, a, it's a, a good memory almost. And as you, you are able to sort of push forward and uh, as you do, uh, you can, j- a, just a little bit of light comes into your space and Albie you can see that these are brightly colored beach towels <laughs> but they're heavy and they're they're weighing down on all of you and this there's too many beach there's a dangerous amount of beach towels and the beach towels seem to be moving now oh okay okay she's gonna so she's broken through right Yes, you've broken through. There's a little bit of light. And you can see now your your head crests the wave of beach towels. And this entire uh, curtained-off area on this couch where all of you are is just swimming in beach towels. You can barely make out the couch itself. You can see Cordelia's legs sticking out. You can see a bone coming out. But that's, other than that, and it's not Cordelia's bone. You can see Freddie's bone there. It's not she didn't break her leg. Come on. Uh, but you can see uh, limbs of, of your comrades sticking out from the towels. Albie's going to start pulling the towel. She's going to try. She's going to try to pull the towels, like, like you know, both hands going in, trying to rip them off her friends. Yeah, make an athletics roll. Uh, eight. Albie, you struggle and struggle against the towels, um, but the more you struggle, it's like quicksand. It's It creates more empty space for towels to fill in, and you're covered again by towels. A cartoon elf is the, one of the last things you see before everything goes dark and you are just the image of this elf on a towel and it just it smothers you and suffocates you all of you you are running out of air <laughs> um okay Albie's gonna try a different tactic she's gonna instead of trying to pull the towels off her friends she's gonna try to pull her friends and break out of the towels okay great make another athletics roll to do this there's a lot of towels Jesus six 
you try and you try, and the harder you struggle, the stronger the towels become. And the towels begin to wrap themselves around like a, uh, a, a cruel trick in a locker room. Uh, the towels begin to sort of wind themselves up, and it's almost like they're forming tentacle arms that just pull you down. Whenever you crest, you crest, and you, you, you pull your head up, and you, you take a deep breath of air, and these tendrils just pull you back down into the sea of towels. Branton Bellow has woken up, and he's realizing that this might be connected to him in some way. He doesn't know what is causing this. He doesn't know if this has something to do with why his powers were wonky with stir-fry earlier, but he's confused and concerned and scared, and he's going to sort of, out of, out of reflex, he's going to try and cast sunburning hands and try and burn some of these towels away. It's super effective. The towels burn up, uh, and uh, the, the smell of ash fills the air, which is then covered by the smell of suntan lotion. Anytime there's a bad smell after you've used one of your, your spells, the smell of suntan lotion just, like, rushes in uh, with aftertaste and diet soda just to cover that, that scent. And the, the smell of suntan lotion uh, then fills the air as the, the flames move out and burn the towels away. You've created a, a little dead zone of, of towels and, like, the stump of a hydrant neck. Like, no towels can seem to grow back around there. And you've created a little oasis in your safe. But, Bello, you can see that the towels are just... You can see a, a, a crow's leg just getting pulled down under. You see Albie at that exact moment come up for breath and get pulled down. You see Cordelia's toe. She's so big. Oh, see a toe. It's all you need to see. And you know who it is. You see you see your friends getting just absolutely suffocated by these towels. Can I reach out and grab anyone? Uh, you are close enough to grab Cordelia. Bello does. Okay, great. You grab Cordelia's toe. Uh, make a strength roll. Great. Uh, that is a 16. 16. Okay, you are able to, uh, you pull and you pull, uh, and this little piggy went to freedom. And you pull that huge foot right out of the towel mass and it connects to uh, Cordelia's body and you see it just sort of like it pulls it's like pulling on a string on a uh, like a thread on a sweater uh, and the towels begin to part and uh, you can see Cordelia in there Cordelia now you all that you know something pulled on your toe and so there is cooler air it is it's extremely hot under these towels and it's much cooler around your foot and your leg now and towels begin to part just long enough for you to catch your breath great and I want to try and sort of launch up and sort of, you know, crunch up and dive towards the cooler air. Okay, so you're going from laying down up into a crunch to diving. Now, for that, you do have to make an athletics roll. Okay, I'm here for it. And I got a 14. A 14? Yeah. Okay, you can do it, and it hurts like shit. You just, like, absolutely, you, like, pull something in your abs. Like, that is not, well, you wouldn't fucking stretch. Like, that was a bad idea, but it does work, but at great cost, and it does not feel good. And uh, sorry to tell you, Cordelia, for the next few days, that's 35. That's going to feel real bad in the gut. Oh, my abs. Oh, Bella, what the fuck is happening? Is this you? I don't know. Is this vacation this, I, stuff? We we can go to the beach later. It's not intentional. Okay. Oh. We have to help our friends. Okay. Cordelia whips around and looks for the first thing she can grab. First body part she can grab. You see a fucking femur just sticking up out of those towels. Perfect. She grabs it and pulls. Okay, great. Make a strength roll with advantage. Oh, fantastic. That was a six. Okay, great. Let's get no. the higher. Thirteen. 13. Yeah. Okay, you pull, but you pull a little bit too hard, and Frederick, all that you know, you just woke up, and you are just suffocated by hot, hot towels. It's hard to breathe, and they're hot, and it's getting hotter and hotter, and you're overheating. Even though you don't really generate body heat, still, something fucked up is happening there that's making it hotter and hotter. And then you are just pulled, and you are pulled all the way out of the towels, and your entire body falls apart to its just bones, and it lands in the shape of a tiny little building, and your skull is like a blinking Eat It Joe's sign. <laughs> 
sorry. And she starts, <laughs> Cordelia bends out and starts trying to put him together right, but has yeah, no idea what Yeah, you put him together, and it's like the persistence of memory. You put him together, and he's like a bird skeleton. Uh, and you put him together, and he's tiny squat. It's like when Mario goes small, it's like tiny squat to Bonesby. <laughs> There's a uh, bunch enough. of extra bones just, like, nearby that you didn't use that's just, like, lying in a pile. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, Albie and Stir Fry, you're still dying. Yes, okay. So Albie's tried to break out. She's tried to pull the towels off her. She's going to try something different, which is going completely limp. Okay, great. You go completely limp, and you give yourself over to the flow of these blankets, and you can feel that there's a certain consistency and there's a rhythm. And remember, you have this connection to the four elements, mm -hmm. and you can feel the water of these blankets. Mm. That these uh, these are well, they, these towels really. These are beach towels, and they they are things of the ocean. You know, they're things of the sea, and so they sort of move with this water-like energy. And you are able to just gently, as you give up, just float to the top of the towels. You can breathe again. <sighs> And she's looking around and she's trying to make sure that she sees all her friends and she doesn't see stir fry. Yeah, you don't see stir fry. You just see a single little black feather just sort of like moving around like uh, fucking the jaws fin. Stir fry, go limp. Stir fry, you are under a bunch of blankets. Um, you still got pink eye. It's extremely hot <laughs> in there. And uh, you can very faintly just make out. Albie said, stir fry, go limp. Stir Fry goes limp, but with his new body, that means something a little bit different. Every single joint breaks apart as he lets go of that energy that keeps his body together, and all of his body parts are now independently disconnected from each other and hopefully floating to the top. It's like the wreckage of a shipwreck, like the debris of just like single pieces of wood floating up, of just a feather will float up here, a foot, a kneecap, a leg, a nostril, a, the entire <laughs> beak, actually, that's, I don't want to take that apart. The entire beak floats up, and then finally, the skull floats up with no beak or eyeballs, and then finally, two pink eyes float to the top. And as soon as Stir Fry is out of the blankets, the blankets, it's like low tide with the blankets, and the blankets begin to recede, and they, they're pulled back into the couch, and they just disappear. And it, as quickly as that, it's like somebody's pulled the drain in a sink. Mm. The blankets just disappear, and they, they move back into the couch, and they're, they're gone. Are you guys okay? Yeah, I, I thought it might have something to do with vacationism, but I guess it was just a magic couch. Scary couch. Uh, why is it a scary I, I couch? I think it has something to do with vacationism. Uh, and DeBonesby is not even trying to put his excess bones on himself. He's like a, so he is now like the skeleton of a little goblin. And he's mm -hmm. just like, he's collecting his extra, you know, femurs and stuff and just putting them in a little satchel. He's like, I, I didn't want to get rid of it. No, there seems to be some sort of wild magic abound or some sort of interaction. Cordelia's putting stir fry together in the same way that she put DeBonesby together, which is confidently and incorrectly, and is not touching his eyes. Sorry, I just can't. They're just I I don't know about those and I can't. It's touch okay. Them. I'm it's sorry, fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. They 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 hurt me. And Cordelia, you can't help it, but you've also again you've put stir fry together incorrectly. And he's a wretched little imp creature whose legs are like and like antenna sticking out of his forehead, and he walks like Sebulba. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good. Bella, did you did that magic feel familiar to you? Did has anything like this happened to you before? No, but it's been a long time since I've been on a sectional. 
hold on, let me let me try something. And Bello is going to sit down on the floor and cross his legs and get into like a meditative pose. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to reach out to his puka shell necklace. And he's going to rub it like a rosary and try and get in tune with his vacation energy. When you, as soon as you touch the puka shell necklace, it burns your face. It's like a stovetop. It's extremely hot. Does not feel that way against your chest or your neck. Mm. But when your hands, as soon as your hands touch it, it is, it is a hot, hot, hot. <laughs> ah, whew. Okay. Whew. Spicy vacation. Oh, no. What happened? So, is this just like, is this like a hotbed of vacationism energy or something? I don't know. Maybe it's the opposite. And from behind the curtain, you hear, well, it seems that you're finally up. And you see a, the silhouette of a, a, a bald man. <gasps> oh. You're the guy from the memorial. Yes. Can I open the curtain? Is everyone decent? Oh. Yeah, uh, I, well, yeah, I am. Um... Bella puts his tank top back on. I haven't had a penis in years. Give me one second. Stir Fry uh, rapidly puts everything back into place, ending with the eyes still red, still itchy. Okay, great. Yeah, Stir Fry, you put everything oh. back into place, and it's impossible to miss the fact that you really modeled yourself after Bellow this time. You really made those abs a little more defined, and you gave yourself a bigger chest. And it's just, it, you know, as soon as you start moving, everything just, like, falls right back into place. But you really did, like, the effort was made to make yourself look like a little Bellow. <laughs> He opens the curtain and you can see a completely bald human man. He carries very little body fat and the shape of his skull, why it's no mystery. (laughs) He looks at you and he says, I don't believe we've properly introduced ourselves. My name is Nicotine Tones. Smooth tidings. Smooth tidings to you. I see you noticed that I don't have any hair. I, yep, yeah. Is it by choice or by birth? I don't know. Exactly. You don't know. That is the exact right energy you need to approach everything with from now on. Do you understand? Sure, Nicotine. Can I call you Nick? You can call me whatever you want. Okay. As long as you listen to me. Is that clear? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I should say up front, like, my friends are going to come. I understand. They often do. First things first, I got a few rules. Rule number one, no pets. The bird is going to have to wait outside. He's, uh, he's, he's oh. like, uh, he's sentient. Yes. Yeah, he can, like, walk and talk. He's sentient? I'm going to need him to prove that to me right now. Uh-oh. Yeah, I can Uh-oh. prove it pretty easily. Uh, it's pronounced, it's pronounced sentient, not sentient. It's soft, sentient. So far, all I know is he's annoying. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, well, that's... Fine, if you think that. My friends don't think that. My friends think I'm very cool. We Look, met some buddy, annoyed. common's not my first language. Sometimes I might arbitrarily mispronounce a word, and if anyone has anything bad to say about it, shut the fuck up. Well, it actually wasn't a bad thing. It was just a, a, a practical thing. So the fact that you think practicality is bad says something about you and not about me. Oh, oh is, that, is that too pet-like for you? I'm sorry. Do, should I be a little more demure? Maybe you do want me to be a little pet when you can put your little feet on as you relax for before dinner. All right, I'm convinced. He's got a personality. A bad one, but one. <laughs> Good job, Surf. Way to go, Surf Ray. Thanks, everyone. I've done a great job. And it's Groundhog now. Um, Nicotine, what's your second rule? Well... I got three rules. Rule number one, 
listen to every word I say. I know I said another rule earlier. Shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, you said no bets. You need to listen to what <laughs> yeah, I'm I... saying in the present, okay? What I okay. said in the past, ignore. You listen to me in the moment. So this was actually wise of me to do this to you. This is the first test, I feel. Rule number one. <laughs> A younger Bello may have debated this, but he lets it slide. Good. There's always so many ways to hit that beat. Listen to every word I say and follow my instructions to the letter, no matter how strange or how dangerous they sound. Is that clear? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In the unlikely event that I die, remember, stay off of the sand and do not drink the water. Stay off of the sand and do not drink and the, the water. And the third rule, okay. turning around does nothing. Once we're in, the only way out is through. So that's the three rules. And the first rule really covers all of the rules because it's listen to me. Well, it's it all seems really straightforward. Good. All right, it's almost dawn. I've got two others who are coming with you. I hope that's all right. Is one of them, um, sorry, this might feel a little weird to ask, a tragedy uh, fetishist? I don't imply about the sexual proclivities of my clientele. But, yes, it was very obvious. Is there going to be a stop to get coffee before you have we complete hit the road. access to the kitchen. I will be right back. And Cordelia steps out from behind and the curtain. And I the will also. And uh, Frederick scrambles in the kitchen. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Groundhog, um, maybe whip up some breakfast pizzas? Oh, baby, yeah. Stir fry electric slides into the kitchen <laughs> where he starts uh, uh, grabbing whatever sort of pre made breads he can have. You all gorge yourself on delicious and calorically dense breakfast foods. Beans are ground, coffee is downed, eggs are scrambled, and hashes are browned. 30 to, eh, let's say, 45 minutes later, everybody's blood sugar is right where they want it, and you're assembled in the kitchen. Nicotine Tone stands on a chair and speaks to the group, along with Pelvis Futures and, oh, who's that? A 100% beautiful woman who looks at the group expectantly, like, eh, maybe they've heard of her? Hello, my name is Wendy Wallpaper, but you can call me Wet Wendy on account of the state in which I leave all eyes after they've heard my mournful ballads. A half-elf bard, I, I'm a writer of the saddest songs the world has ever known, and I've been struggling for hours with writer's block. So here I am. I seek inspiration. Oh, you and Pelvis are going to get along great, I feel. We did not hit it off. Oh! <laughs> huh. Wet Wendy, hi. I would love to have my eyes wetted at some point. They're a bit dry right now. And, 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 and if you need any help composing and finding dangerous things to, to, to sing of, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. I'm Groundhog. Name's Groundhog. I can tell the notes flow through you like water through different water. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Wait, wet, yes, wet, wet Wendy? Wendy is my name. The saddest songs are my claim to fame. C claim to fame. Uh, yeah, I had a counselor at uh, PU who, well, at, yeah, at a place, and they assigned your music to me when I was trying to learn emotional languages. 
I had like a wheel and I had to for sadness. different. I've what, heard of, yes, I have to license <laughs> yeah, all of it. Was, it. For sadness, to teach them, to teach people sad. <laughs> it was a very cool lesson and it, um, I got it. Everyone has a right calling away. and my calling is when people are too happy, I bring them down. Pelvis, have you heard you any go. of her songs? Yes. I'm a big fan. Too big a fan. I, oh. She found me off-putting. Oh, and yeah. Nicotine Tones is going to clap once. Enough! You've all been read the rules, and you all know. You follow me. We are going in. Into the cube? We are going into the cube. This very house leads into the cube. This is a safe way to enter. The oh. barriers of the cube are toxic. They're poisonous. They'll kill you instantly. But this way, this is the oh. only safe way to enter the cube. When we are in the cube, if you have ever been to Brian Doyle Falls, I want you to forget everything you thought you knew about Brian Doyle Falls. The town is the same, but it has also changed completely. You will see as soon as we get in there that both are true at the same time. Yes, sir. Whoa. You need to empty your minds of any preconceived notions. Is that understood? Done. Done. Stirfry looks at Fred and nods like, yeah, man. I didn't have any in the first place. That's how I feel. I feel very good going in clean here. Now, look at, and he puts his hand out in an image of a woman with her leg out, a silhouette of a woman with her leg out, dance like a dancer. It spirals clockwise. He says, look at the lady. Beautiful. Look at her spin. Which way is she spinning? Uh, clockwise. 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 Which in Cordelia yeah. is backwards. Winter's, yeah. Now, I want you to focus on her leg. Make her spin counterclockwise. Raise your hand when you've got it. Albie raises her hand. Bella raises his hand. Cordelia raises her hand. Uh, oh, I, oh, yes, me too. I'm not getting... Is... Focus on the foot. Okay. Focus on the foot. Is this like a magic? Just uh, the foot. Just focus on the foot. Am I supposed to see past it? You're overthinking it. Okay, okay. You, okay. I already know you're sentient. You don't have to keep showing off that you can think. Just no, focus I, on the foot. Okay, I'm blinking. He, he blinks a little bit. Uh, okay, 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 okay. I'm not getting it. I'm sorry. Okay, here, it? I'm going to take it away. Okay. And I'm going to show it to you. It's going counterclockwise. Do you see? I'm seeing, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing. Uh, that it's going counterclockwise. I'm seeing the foot. Yeah, it's moving. Is the foot moving counterclockwise? You cannot enter the, the cube until you can see the foot moving counterclockwise. Your brain needs to be at peace with discordant information. Oh, no problem. Stir Fry opens up his head like Frankenstein, punches his brain a few times, closes it. I see it. She's going counterclockwise? Uh, she's going, baby. All right. I see every hand except for Pelvis Futures. Pelvis, your journey ends here. Pelvis hangs his head down sadly and says, Oh no, what a tragedy. And he looks up with a big shit-eating grin. He says, Oh yes, oh yes. I, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And he runs off into the bathroom. Oh boy, okay, we're ready. And you hear the sound of him washing his hands. And then he <laughs> runs out and he's gone forever. And we don't see what he does. <laughs> Albie takes Bellow's hand and says, We're ready. Yeah, lead away, nicotine. Don't mind if I do. Right this way. And he opens a, uh, there is a, there's a shelf. You're still in the kitchen, right? And so he opens the cupboard 
and uh, brings all of you inside. And, and so it's a very, it's a, it's a small little cupboard. You all just barely fit in there, especially with Cordelia, who's so tall. Uh, you're all cramped inside of here. And he looks around at the spice rack and he pulls on coconut spice. He pulls on it and a door opens in the wall. And he says, right this way. And he leads you down a long, dark hallway. There is absolutely no light source whatsoever, which is irrelevant because everybody has dark vision. (laughs) So you see just fine as you walk down the hallway, but you are actually able to see something that Nicotine Tones does not see, which is the path of the hallway is completely blocked by uh, beach chairs. Just dozens of beach chairs just like piled up on top of each other. It's like uh, uh, somebody just built an impromptu fort to keep zombies out. Bello, do you see? Yeah, um, I'll be... You did a really good job with those beach towels. What was it you said? Oh, I just, I went limp, but I don't know if that'll work here. Well, maybe we could sort of go with the flow with these beach chairs. Oh, like relax, because that's what beach chairs are for. Yeah, just like vibe out. Okay, yeah, let's try it. Nicotine Tones keeps walking forward, and then he he puts his hands forward and he feels the beach chairs. And he says... This is not good. This is not usual. Nicotine, what if we were to sit in the beach chairs and, and, you know, use them the way they're meant to be used? He looks around and he puts a finger to his mouth to shush everyone. And he points at the beach chairs. And then he makes a, like, slit across the throat gesture and a, a turnaround. Oh, okay. He's at the back of the line now and he's sort of ushering you guys in the other direction. Albie turns... But I thought we couldn't turn around. He said, we're not in the cube yet. Okay. Turn around. Turn, and again, you listen to what I'm saying in the present. If something I say presently contradicts something from the past, ignore the past and listen to the present. Is that clear? Bello turns around. Cordelia turns around. Okay, everyone, now turn around. Let's go down this hallway. We're, go, we're turning back. There's other ways in. Each chairs. And he leads you back into the cupboard. And he goes, oh. He closes the door behind him and he catches his breath. He goes, oh my God, that was a close one. Whoa. That was too close. What What was that? I don't know. And because I don't know, I cannot guarantee your safety. I know how most of the things in there work. And if I don't know how it works, you can consider it unsafe. Okay. Things shift and they change over time. You have to listen to me and you have to trust me. You have to trust. I've been through multiple times. I know what I'm doing. I don't mean to be short with you. I actually like all of you, even the bird that I argued with. You seem like good people with a lot of life in front of you. But I have to be serious about this because I've lost too many people in there. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Mm. I respect you. I love to hear that. I do respect you more than the others. I can't help it. You just naturally develop a hierarchy. Who hear me? <laughs> Me hear you. Yeah. All right. Who here knows what it's like? Okay, we know. We know. You naturally develop a hierarchy. And the skeleton is on top. He's the one to beat. If you want to beat the skeleton, listen to me harder. Is that clear? Yes. 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 All right. Yeah. We're going to the bathroom. And he's going to run out. He ushers you all into the bathroom. He says, this is a pretty small bathroom. We will all fit. We will all fit. Opens the door, leads you all into the bathroom. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. We're fitting. Kind of. Here we go. Great. Yep. You all just oh. barely fit into the bathroom. It's shoulder to shoulder. It's it's already, it's getting really hot in this bathroom. Oh, Albie, let me just, um... Oh. Yeah, okay. No, that's okay. me. Sorry. 
I'm sorry, I don't have time to navigate the sexual politics of who is standing where in this bathroom. Although you must believe me that I am fascinated by you. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, on three, I need us all to look into the mirror, and I need us to say the same thing at the same time. All right, on the count of three, we are going to repeat, weather is here, wish you were beautiful, three times. Great. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Weather is here, wish you were beautiful. Every light in the bathroom clicks on, and the mirror shatters. Ah! It shatters backwards, harmlessly, and the, the each shard of glass just transforms into a small seagull, which flies off impossibly into the distance and you can see through the mirror in the bathroom there is a long tunnel he says come with me single file and he crawls through the bathroom mirror into the tunnel Bello follows behind Albie's right behind yeah we're crawling Mm -hmm. okay great you're all moving through the hallway and he says single file single file please be deliberate with your steps do not shuffle your feet alright we're walking we're walking we're walking, and as you guys are walking, you can feel um, your feet start to get cold, and you can't tell if it's the kind of cold. If it's is that just that very specific temperature, or is that um, my feet wet? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wet, Wendy. Is this you? No, no, I haven't sung a single one of my songs. Although the amount of tears it would produce would wet in the feet, yes. And as she says that, you can hear some splashing. And it is absolutely, you guys are in about an inch of water right now. But it doesn't have the consistency of water. No, it seems to be colder and more slushy. Is this the gelatinous cube? Nicotine is going to put up. No, no, this is not the cube. This should not be happening. Quick, take a whiff. What do you smell? Is that pineapple or strawberry? Pineapple. Pineapple. Shit, shit. Move, move. Fast, fast, fast. We can sprint. We can run. Run, run, run. Albie dashes out. Um, you're just moving forward. You cannot beat nicotine. Nicotine is moving extremely quickly. And he goes, follow me, follow me, follow me. If you get left behind, if you die, you die. Follow me. Okay, we're sprinting. Okay, great. And as you are sprinting, you are moving through more and more difficult terrain because the uh, the level of daiquiri is beginning to rise and the smell of pineapple daiquiri is mixed with rum. It's beginning to overpower you and the rum smell is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and you can feel it's, your feet are beginning to numb. Oh, last night is really starting to feel bad right now. Does anybody else uh, smell this? Just keep running, everyone. Just keep running. Ugh. Albie. Cordelia, DeBonesby, you guys are moving quickly. Albie, you're an agile creature. Cordelia, you're just, you're bigger. You are able to just move your feet higher up so it is proportionally less severe for you. And DeBonesby, you are, you're made of bones. It's not, it doesn't take a lot of effort to move bones through this. But Stirfry and Bello, you guys are, you're you're hanging back and uh, Wendy is not moving very quickly and she's slowing you down. And your legs are beginning to get number and number. You can feel it up to your knees now. You can, there's no feeling at all in your toes. You're, and it, it's as if you've been sitting on your feet for like an hour. Bello is going to try. He's He doesn't know what to do, but he feels like this is all his fault. He feels like it's his fault that he brought all his friends here. And he feels like it's his fault that it's all gotten more dangerous because this is all vacation stuff. So he is going to try and use all of the energy, all of the vacation energy, all of the relaxed spirit within him. And he's going to call out, I need a vacation. 
Fantastic. And as you do that, fellow, as you call for a vacation, the daiquiri juice all around you, it begins to move up even faster and faster. And it starts to where you couldn't feel your toes. Now you can feel your toes and they're beginning to burn. It's that same. It is a just a, the slightest hint of that feeling that you felt when you touched your puka shell necklace. And the numbness is moving up now. It's moving up your thighs. Stir fry, you're even smaller. It's moving up further. <laughs> Wait up. I mean, don't wait up. I mean, I mean, we're coming. We're coming. Albie turns around and she sees her friends lagging behind and she's going to try to direct her, her monk energy through her body, down through her legs, into her feet to try and reshape the terrain, creating a trench for the fluid levels to drop. It works, Albie. You reshaped the earth beneath you. You had moved out of the uh, the home setting, and there was just dirt beneath you now, and it's mixing with a daiquiri. Disgustingly, it's a dirty daiquiri. But you create a little divot in the ground that l- runs lengthwise, and it, it, it creates a little bit of suction, and the, the daiquiri levels lower just a little bit, and they begin to flow. But unfortunately, they are flowing forward. You're just sort of moving the daiquiri around. The daiquiri is still continuing to go, but you have bought Stir Fry and Bello and Wet Wendy a, a little bit of time, and you guys have a little bit less resistance now. You can move without making a strain. Run! Run! Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Abby. As Bello's running, he's going to grab his puka shell necklace, even though it burns, mm-hmm. and he's going to call out, Danny, what's the problem? It scalds you. It is, it, I mean... I would say it's involuntary, but I trust that you are really just holding it here. It is a a deep, burning pain. It is like you are branding your hand right now. It hurts so badly. And all you hear is uh, is static in your head. Cordelia hears Bello cry out, and she sort of skids to a stop, realizing that Albie has also stopped and is sloshing everything up. And she turns back to try to scoop up Bello. Great. And as you turn back, you hear nicotine calling to you, Do not turn around! Follow me! Run, run, run! We do not turn around! Follow me now! Uh, Cordelia is sort of, like, hesitating and torn, and so she continues to face forward, but she puts her hand back and she says, Get my hand! Bello's gonna reach out and grab it. Stryfry's gonna grab Bello's tail and try to pull himself onto his back. Perfect. And at the same time, Cordelia is grabbing Bello's hand to pull it forward so that he is on her back fantastic and so you've got uh, a, like a musicians of bremen situation of like all of you stacked up and you are moving forward and uh you see wet wendy sort of give a like okay uh, <laughs> gesture and she begins running as well she is she is right behind you and uh you can see her hear her sort of muttering to herself like i see the ranking of the group i understand okay it starts with the skeleton and it ends with wendy i understand bella what the fuck this is your stuff what's going on I don't know. I mean, I think you should know something about uncontrollable magic. Well, is it you? I mean, is this an emotional reaction? Are you causing this? I don't know. I don't think so. Guys, just run. Just run. I'm running. I'm just trying to figure this out at the same time. Maybe it's because I got drunk last night. And you're running and you're running and you're running. And then suddenly the ground goes out from under you. All of you are falling in complete darkness, which not even you fuckers can see. No amount of fucking magic lets you see in this. It is complete darkness, and you it is just the sensation of falling. You're falling for minutes. It is a long, long fall. And while you are falling, you can hear uh, Wet Wendy. She's 
humming one of her own songs to herself. And you hear, uh, uh, you hear nicotine tones call out to you. You will survive the fall. At the threshold, you will be tempted. Everyone is tempted individually. Stand fast, stand true, do not give in. Uh, And you're falling, and you're falling, and you're falling, and then you're not. But you haven't hit anything. You've simply stopped falling. There is no resistance. But you can softly and gently put your feet out, and you feel ground underneath you. It's pebbly and rocky, and it doesn't, if you have bare feet, it doesn't feel so good, but it is still ground. Okay, Cordelia has separated from Bello. Where, what is this? Cordelia, you are completely alone. And, completely alone, a large parrot man, a macaw, a scarlet macaw man, uh, he appears in front of you, and he has a puka shell necklace forming a halo around his head. Bello? And he says, Cordelia. Hey, Bello? No. No. I am with Bello, but I'm with you right now. Okay. Um, hey, I'm Cordelia. I can give you an Albi who is only yours. What? Take it or leave it. What do you mean? Wait, I'm sorry. I think I made it very clear. You're going to give me an Albi... Only yours. What, who's not interested in Bello or something? Not interested in anyone, just you. Well, well, let's see her. He waves a a wing and an Albi appears in front of you. Hey. Hey. What's good? Oh, I missed you. Stop, we just saw each other. He waves a hand and she disappears. Take it or leave it. Um... Ugh. Um, no. No, that's not, that's not LB. You hear uh, a chime of a steel drum, and now we are with Bella. Duh. Bella, you're in the same situation as Cordelia, and a scarlet macaw man appears in front of you with a puka shell halo around his head. He says, Bella. Hey, are, are you me? No, <laughs> but I'm with you. I'm also oh, with yeah, Cordelia. Cool. It's funny you should mention that. All right. I can give you your family, and I guarantee you they're safe. You... Wait. I mean... Really? Guarantee you. 100% your family. Well, this is... This is what your I... Your real family is still a question mark, but this family will also exist and be yours, and they're safe. Oh, no, I'm good. You hear the chime of a steel drum. Albie, you are completely alone. And then, the Scarlet Macaw Man appears in front of you. He says, let me just cut this one off. I am not Bello. Oh, I know. I know what Bello looks like. Albie. (laughs) Yes? I can give you both of them. No drama, no fuss. You can't trick me. Maybe I can. No. And she's going to step towards him. Oh, okay. No need to get aggressive. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I'm leaving it. 
and you should leave me. And so I will, and you hear the chime of a steel drum. DeBonesby. A scarlet macaw man appears in front of you. He has a circle, a puka shell halo around. Frederick DeBonesby, or is that even still your name? Probably not. What can I do for you? Would you like a different name? Oh, not from you, Tricky Bird. <laughs> you, not a trick. You call the shots here. Do you want a different name? I can give you a new name, all your own. Will you take it? I'll do that pathetic temptation. I'll name myself. I did it earlier this morning. I'm eyeballs now. Get out of here. Eyeballs forever? No, but what? Who cares? All right. Wow, I th- boy, I, you saw me coming. And you hear <laughs> yeah, the do. ding of a, a steel drum. <laughs> Finally... Stir-fry. You are all alone. Scarlet macaw with a halo of puka shells appears in front of you. Stir-fry. What don't you want? <laughs> hey, you're telling me, pal. I can give you your friends. You'll be the highest status member of the group. I can give you flight. I can give you her. Wait, okay, so just checking out. You can give me... You can give me flight. You can give me splish-splash. You can give me... You can let all my friends respect me in ways that they don't admit that they actually do. Well, there'll be new friends who will respect you in all sorts of cool ways that you deserve. Stirfry thinks back to that paradise under the tunnels of Ruleshaven where he had to confront a shadow splish splash. He thinks about the pain of accepting her and then watching her go away. And he thinks about the pain a flight and watching it go away. And he thinks about his friends and he thinks about them being different than who they are. And that's not his way. Fuck off, dude. No, I'm doing my shit my way. Stir fries number one does shit his way. Don't need no help from no one, pal. Sorry, dude. But this guy don't need no help from you or no one. He's got desires. Hell, we all do. Jesus, but you then- made it clear. All right. <laughs> I was going, by the way, to actually transport you to real Splish Splash. That was going to be a real one. I was going to unite you guys. But no, you couldn't be tempted. So congratulations. And you hear a, uh, a minor key ding the steel drum. We all should know fuck that. Just like that, all of you are blasted with sunlight. You are outside now. You are no longer inside. You are no longer in a tunnel. You are no longer in this pebbly dark area. This macaw creature is completely gone and you are bombarded with sensory imagery. Welcome to Brian Doyle Falls or what used to be Brian Doyle Falls or maybe it's the same thing, Bella. You recognize the houses and the local businesses, but they've all been transformed into beachfront properties and strip malls selling t-shirts of a popular baby getting high. (laughs) A strong sea breeze hits you from all directions. You can faintly make out the edges of the gelatinous cube from the inside. You look out and you watch as a seagull enters the cube from high above before instantly transforming into a cheeseburger and falling apart and then falling completely from sight. The smell of heat 
fast food, burnt rubber, and suntan lotion swirls around in your damn noses. Nothing is where it's supposed to be. Above-ground pools hang suspended above the ground, and motorized single-rider vehicles do donuts in them of their own accord. Delvec is riding them. You see a street paved with sunburnt skin, pale green palm trees growing up from the cracks. The humidity is overwhelming. But... Every 30 feet or so, you're hit with a wave of air conditioning and floral scents, like when you walk past a Sephora in July. (laughs) It comes from no clear source. No matter which direction you look, the sun hangs high in the corner of the sky. It smiles, flashing its perfectly white teeth, and it looks down at you through sunglasses. Although, the idea of what the sun would need to shield its eyes from is too horrible to even consider. Rows of sun-bleached billboards advertise impossible products and moving illusions about bikinis and those who wear them. It's unclear where the beach houses end and the mini golf courses begin. Enormous windmills line the horizon, looking like giants. Novelty pirate ships perch precariously on small volcanoes that blow margarita mix every hour on the hour. Mr. Utley, the sea itself extends up into the sky and an impossibly large flamingo sticks its serpentine neck out of the sea miles beyond miles from here, impossibly far. It seems to be a living drawing in the style of a dragon at the edge of a map. It screams, but all that comes out is the distant sound of upbeat ska that seems to be coming from a radio several blocks away. All around you is sand, creating a beach that feels somehow sarcastic. On the beach, the back of a bright yellow vintage carriage with fins sticks out of the sand at a 45-degree angle. Directly in front of you, a wooden footpath stretches forward, surrounded by sand. Horrible German expressionist sand sculptures and brutalist sand castles line the walkway, their architecture seeming to scream out in agony. Nicotine looks back and says, Stay on the walkway. Do not touch the sand. Every sand castle, every sand sculpture was somebody I brought in here who didn't listen to me. Oh my god. Whoa. He walks forward cautiously. It does taste like lime in here. Hello. Yeah? What? Does... I know this is going to sound crazy, but is any of this the way it was? No, it's... It's all a lot more of a beach vibe than I remember. Like it used to be... mm, A regular town. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. She's looking at the, the grotesque sculptures... And as you look at the grotesque sculptures, you see that Wet Wendy is like hypnotized by these sculptures. And she is, she's got a thousand yard stare as she just looks into what used to be the eyes of one of these sculptures. And she says, so sad, so, so sad. The saddest thing there's ever been. Write about it. Consider the odds. Consider the obvious. The fire is meaningless. The campaign has died in the planning stages of the fallen faces of the singular proof. It was ever alive. This purchase rebellion. And she steps out onto the <gasps> sand. And as soon as she does, she turns into a living sand sculpture. No. In agony. Wendy! And you hear the, the a, a distant echo coming from the mouth of the sand sculpture saying, I begged you not to go. I begged you. 
I'm hated. And she's gone. Wendy. <gasps> Nicotine. Nicotine turns back and he says, she didn't listen. Nicotine, was it like this the last time you were here? It's never the same way. But there are certain immutable, and I know I said certain wrong, but again, I didn't grow up speaking common, so shut up. There are certain immutable rules about the space inside of here, this cube. And I know those rules, mm-hmm. so I can navigate safely. Do you hear me? Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good. Now, walk this way. And he walks very physically strangely across the wooden planks. Do you all follow? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Nicotine walks out in front of you across the boards. He walks over one board. Two boards. Three. He's moving cautiously and erratically, like a child playing the floor is lava, as if there's an invisible map written on the ground and only he can see it. You hear the groan of wood, and you see Nicotine's posture go completely erect like a deer in the suburbs. He puts his arms out for balance a second too late. The wood has cracked. A small handful of sand is kicked up, and it lands on Nicotine's foot. Instantly, Nicotine's fingers curl backwards as he's jolted by unseen currents. His muscles tense, and his head shoots up at a neck-breaking angle. You hear every bone in his spinal column break and re-knit itself as his head twists around slowly. Tendons snap as his arms break from tension. A vicious sunburn tears across his body, as if you're watching a landscape turn arid in century-spanning time-lapse. His clothes begin to burn in front of you, clinging jealously to his flesh. His head continues turning as bleached blonde hairs burst from his scalp like hatching spider eggs. His joints break and pop into strange angles as his body reforms itself to face you. Nicotine isn't the one turning around. Every bone in his body is the one doing it. He stands like a completely new man with sexually explicit body language. A mop of wavy blonde hair hangs down off the top of his head. His clothes have burnt away to reveal an open red flowered shirt and a completely waxed torso. He wears bleached white jean cutoff shorts and sandals with socks. He stands facing you with a completely blank face, all of his features covered in soaking wet sunburnt skin which bubbles and boils away to reveal a completely new face which grins at you deviously. He rubs his brand new hands together and speaks. <laughs> the name's Naughty Nico. I'm a bit of a bad boy. I don't play nice, and I'm not here to make friends. I'm not interested in winning, and I don't know what sex is. <laughs> However, I do know I've had it over 400 times. I love being alive, but I would die for anything. Rumor has it I'm married to a dog, but I'll never tell. Tell that it's true. <laughs> We'll see you next time on Root Tales of Magic. Oh, no! oh my God, Jesus Christ. Oh, ah, yes. Quite the rude tale indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, 
Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bellow, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfie and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.